Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don Donato Bucci, and remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. We have our annual NFL preview show, so we are excited to get it going to give you all the information that you need, all of the predictions you need for the NFL season. And then you can go ahead and watch it, even though we're going to tell you what happens anyway. So let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How are you feeling today? I'm actually honored that you're doing the show with me. For those that are listening, I'm telling you right now, I Don know, is so no, big. No. He's so big cut time. He's no, so big time out. now. Let- he is a... Let, he is a let's he's get, a he's a, he's let's a big get started. Time, he's Let, a big time varsity coach now. Let's and get we started. are we are lucky to have him with us. So I'm not going to talk that much. I'm happy to do the show. Let's get started because he's he's on contract time. So he, I'm only got I only got you for what thirty minutes. That's all you're allowed to do. Listen, That's you're introing the first one. Get get it moving. Let's go. No, you are introing the first one. I am not. We all clearly right, went I'm, over I'm, this in the pre-production. He's meeting. clearly not listening, wow. but. Can't can't have football without quarterbacks, right? So let's talk about them. So some quarterbacks have lost some important offensive weapons while others are battling injury and father time. So I got a couple in mind that I want to talk about. Which quarterback are you more concerned about? Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, or Matthew Stafford going into the season? So I really like this quarterback, and you know that, and I defend them all the time. But going into this season, my biggest concern of those four quarterbacks has got to be Matthew Stafford. And a lot of it is due to injury, right? I mean, we already had Sean McVay talking about the elbow. It's not normal for the elbow to hurt this way for a quarterback. And yeah, he's had time to rest it. But the fact that it was still bothering after a whole offseason, and now how much has he thrown That worries me, right? I mean, he's going into, I think he's completed 13 seasons. He's 34. Granted, you know, two of the other three guys you mentioned are older than him, but he's still 34. JT, he took a lot of hits with the Detroit Lions. He had a lot of pass attempts with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, he was doing like, like over 600 a year at one point. Yeah, and he was taking a lot of hits too, whether it was being sacked or scrambling. I mean... He's gone through at the age of 34, probably more hits and just body probably feels more beat up than Tom Brady at what, 44, 45. So I think in the other part is it's tough to defend the title, right? We haven't had a back-to-back champ in a while and there's a reason for it, JT. And it's because of things like this, right? Like things got to fall into place two years in a row. And I just have this feeling that it, I'm rooting for Stafford. And I like the Rams, right? They have Aaron, Aaron Donald, a pick guy. They, they've got guys on that team 
um, Sean McVay, you know, I'm a Sean McVay fan. So I'm rooting for them, but it's so yeah, hard. I know, to I know you're a McVay fan. I mean, you literally pattern your whole look off of him. Wow. So am I, I, hold on, hold on. Am, am, I, am I lying about that? Come on. If, if you see this guy, the hair gel to the max, always wearing some sports hoodie. I mean, you can literally be him for Halloween. JT, I was wearing the gel before Sean McVay was even a head coach. So I don't know what you're saying. Well, you are older, so I, I probably yes, can't agree with you on exactly. that. All right. Yeah, and, I mean, and, my, and my last point here, can we get back to the question? My last point is, and I know you're going to laugh at this, but there, I, I believe there's something to it, right? Is, you, you know, hard work, being focused. JT, I'm seeing a lot of Matthew Stafford commercials around, man. AT&T. I just heard he got a new one with like, is it Little Caesars or something? I don't even know. Listen, and he threw shade to the Lions in the AT&T commercial. Like, that's bad karma there. And you're showing me, hey, I've made it to the top. Are you working as hard as you did last year, Matthew Stafford? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm concerned. So he is concerned because Matthew Stafford is making money. Okay, got you. Um, well, you're I, always I mean, you're always worried about other people making more money than you. So don't no, I'm not. I'm, see, yes, I'm not a hater are. like you. I am not. I am not. So basically, Matthew Stafford is what David Carr would have turned into if he would have survived long enough to leave Houston. Got it. No, no, you you've been you've been staying consistent about you being worried about his elbow. I think he's going to be fine, but I, I hope mean, he's so. obviously in this group of four for a reason. I, I hope so. I'm going to take a different approach. The guy I'm worried about the most has nothing to do with his his play or his talent level. I just think it has everything to do with my perception of his attitude. And that's Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron Rodgers, and you're already seeing it, every year he's asking for more money. Every year he's, you know, kind of throwing out the retirement thing. And eventually, you know, you cry wolf enough, people are going to start to believe it. And maybe you might start to believe it as well. So I think he's at an interesting crossroads in his career. He's probably admitting to himself that no matter what I do outside of just winning every Super Bowl from here on out, then I'm not going to be in the top five quarterback discussion all time when my career is over. So I think that's why he's okay with not loading up on talent in Green Bay rather than going to get the money. And it's just his whole feeling, not just this year, but last year. And it just feels like, it's giving me retirement and pension vibes. It's just like, hey, look, I'm clocking in to make the money. We win, we win. We don't, we don't. No big deal. And I just don't see the fire from him. Whereas the other guys on this list, Brady, I already know what he's about. Shoot, he's he doesn't even want to see his wife. He'd rather be coming back, getting beat up. His whole offensive line is hurt. Giselle's like, you ready to come home? He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going back to the office 11 days later. So I'm not, I'm not worried about him. Mahomes is young. He's hungry. Even Stafford, I disagree with you to a certain extent. I think he's still hungry. Rodgers is the only one of those guys. I'm like, does he even really want to play to win anymore? And I, I can't honestly say yes. So he's the one that worries me the most. Yeah, but you think just because of that, he's not going to play well? Like, that's the way I – that is the that is my barometer for it. Is the dude going to play – like, is the concern there that he's not going to be able to play to his standard – and what the I'm sta- saying about Stafford's yeah, I do. elbow. I do. The, the See, standard but, for the standard could, for Aaron Rodgers is MVP, home field advantage right. in the playoffs. Like I don't, I don't see him doing that. But you could have said that the last couple of years about him, with him bickering about the money and the Jordan Love and what happens. 
wins but MVP you, titles. But you know what? But you know get, what's different? The number one seed. Before we move on, you know what's different about Aaron Rodgers that I see this year that even though he was doing all those things the previous years is, I always felt like he still had that chip on his shoulder to be like, all right, I got to go shut you guys up. And it just feels different this year. You don't it just think feels he, different. You don't think he does that now that Devontae's gone, people are like, oh, you're not going to do anything. Like, we're no, not taking I, you I, early I, in me fantasy personally, drafts, I think it's like I think it's the opposite. Devontae. I think he's accepting the fact that there's nothing that I can do to push my legacy to that next level. Like, there's no way he's finishing in the top three. So he's like, I'm getting paid. I think he still enjoys playing it, but I don't think he he cares if they if they make the playoffs, if they lose the number one seed at, at home field advantage. I don't think it matters as much to him right now. That's just what I think. I still think he's going to ball out. So I, I mean, mean, it's Rogers. Gonna, I mean, he's not going to suck. He's still I going to say that he's still going to hit his standard. You make right? it seem like I, I said he was going to be Nathan Peterman. Like but, he's still Aaron Rodgers. But when you're concerned, play. you're concerned. I mean, I'm concerned. That, that, that I'm is con- because that's the way it would be. Because guess what? You're the, saying the, he's the, not going to live up to the standard. That, that's when you're concerned. I don't because and I disagree. He, he has always had to go above and beyond to carry that team, and now he'll have to do even more this year. And it's like, I I get the feeling like, do I Will really do I really want to put it all on the line for a team that's basically rebuilding on offense? And I'm just not feeling it for they, them. So they're rebuilding. I mean, they lost on one, offense. They are. They lost one guy. They still got eight. They still got your guy. They'll, let you, they'll let you know how much he was carrying them. But they, go ahead. Didn't don't they have some ridiculous record without Devontae Adams anyway? Like the last nine games, they're nine and zero or something without him. Who are they playing? The Lions twice. The Bears twice. Are they not playing those two teams twice again? Yeah, but you can't rely you, on you acting like they left the, the NFC North. Yeah, you just can't. But guess what? Those teams are getting better. The Lions are on hard knocks. Dan Campbell's got them fired up. Justin Fields is ter- going to turn into a superstar. It ain't that old division. All right. Well, it's still going to be same old Aaron Rodgers. All right. So speaking of quarterbacks, can we move on to another quarterback? Do it. All right. So Jimmy G on Monday in the San Francisco 49ers agreed to basically reworking his deal because he had one year left on his contract, a non-guaranteed rate of a little over like $24 million, JT. So instead, they reworked the deal, $6.5 million guaranteed. In addition, a per-game roster bonus of $500,000 per game. And then on top of that, up to potentially another $8.45 million in in-play time incentives, totaling possibly almost $16 million total. But 6.5 of it guaranteed, meaning he is now the highest paid backup in the NFL, JT. So with all of that, for now, staying in San Francisco as the backup, it's been made clear, Trey Lance is the starter, was this a good move by the 49ers? And does it show a lack of confidence in Trey Lance? All right, so let's break down the first point. Logistically, I think it's a good move because it's a Super Bowl team. They're ready to win now. That team is loaded on defense. I think Shanahan, whenever he's the coach, you always got a chance. So they need him as an insurance policy. Trey Lance hasn't exactly been the most healthy guy, neither has Jimmy G. But hey, look, if you got two quarterbacks that can that can start, that's a good thing with that type of roster. Also, I think 
it makes it easier for them to trade them at any point during the season if somebody becomes interested because they don't have to take on, you know, a big salary with with getting Jimmy G. But you correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't this also put them in the position to get like compensatory picks if he does go somewhere else now by restructuring his deal like this? I don't believe so. Um, because they put a no franchise tag on his contract. All right. Well, I would say that I that could be wrong. Been... I could be wrong. You you may still be right, but I, I think that may change some of it. Because yeah, thought... did New England get compensatory picks for when Brady left? I don't remember. Not sure, but I thought I read that. I thought I read that somewhere, but I good mean, point. nonetheless, good point. I, I think, maybe maybe your research is right. I think it makes sense. They cover themselves for injury. They cover themselves for bad performance by Trey Lance. They cover themselves by making him more desirable for a trade, and they cover themselves if he does go. Possibly they get picks. So from that from at, from that aspect, I think it does make sense. Good move by them. Now, as far as do they trust Trey Lance? Ultimate sign that. This is not a quarterback that they are ready to throw into the fire 100% blindly because I don't understand how the 49ers have operated to this point. Before the draft, Lynch, Shanahan clearly were, were, were at odds of who should be the quarterback taken. Somebody wanted Trey Lance, somebody wanted Mac Jones, and then there were rumors that they weren't even sure about those two. So those two haven't been on the same page, and I think it's – they just have never gotten on the same page about the quarterback they want, coupled with he hasn't played well or at least to the level you expect of a number three pick when we've seen him. But I just don't understand how if this guy's already under immense pressure, Super Bowl roster, number three overall that we traded up to get, and the world is waiting to see him do something good, you bring back Jimmy G. Like, How does that show any confidence in him and Trey Lance as your starter? But also, how does that show – how does that help Trey Lance perform better on the field, knowing that he can't have a bad game now because the guy that took us to a Super Bowl is still on the sideline, and you guys brought him back when you already said that I was a starter moving forward and you were done with him. So I just think it shows total lack of confidence in Trey Lance. I hope he's a tough guy because he's going to have to have thick skin and you know have tough mentality because anytime he throws a pick or has a bad game or they lose, the media is going to be calling for Jimmy G to start. So I think the 49ers might have created a nightmare, and I don't even know how they fix it. Well, it was a great move by the 49ers, right? They save cap money, one. Two, he becomes more desirable to trade for other teams now because, like you said, they don't need to take on such a cap hit. And on top of that, there's a no-trade clause in there. So that means Jimmy G – to protect himself now needs to be involved in talks into who he goes to. But the reason why it's such a great move, JT, is like you said, this is a Super Bowl contending team. And nowadays you've seen it with Cincinnati. You saw with Jimmy G a couple of years ago. You've got to have a really good backup. Like again, you know, New England, lucky that Brady all those years never really got hurt. Last year, the Rams with Stafford. Lucky he didn't really get hurt for a, a long period of time. So this is great. God forbid something happens to Trey Lance. They got someone in there that already knows the offense. And listen, to pay good money for a backup, to me, that's a smart move. That is money well invested because I guarantee you Cleveland wishes they had him right now, right? There's other teams that wish the they had a guy like Jimmy G, 
the Giants, maybe even Carolina. They had to trade for Baker Mayfield because they didn't want to have to give up what they needed to to get Jimmy G. So this is a great move by the 49ers. And I actually, I think it has no effect in terms of the confidence on Trey Lance because from my understanding, they did try to move Jimmy G. So right there's the vote of confidence that Trey Lance needed. It was just that the 49ers felt there was not enough in return to move Jimmy G for the reasons you and I just said. Championship potential team, you never know with injuries, and Jimmy G knows the offense and will be and can just continue this train in case Trey Lance does go down. I don't think this move of re-signing or reworking the deal has anything to do with lack of confidence in Trey Lance. And to your last point, as far as how does this help Trey Lance? Hey, competition, JT, is why all these guys play. And if you want to see what Trey Lance is really worth, we're going to find out because he's got the man behind him that went to the Super Bowl and he has a team in front of him that is expecting him, meaning Trey Lance, to take him to the Super Bowl. So you're going to find out right away how good he is. So if that's the way the 49ers look at it, too, it's not a lack of confidence. It's just, hey, we're going to push you, young guy. What do you got? We're going to find out internally what do you got. So I don't pressure think it's just pipes. I get it. It, it, it. Hey, as RG3 said, though, pressure also makes diamonds. Trey yeah, Lance may go. just be that diamond. I mean, so so real quick, you think Trey Lance is the QB one for the whole year and he's successful? Yes or no? Y- yes. Outside of any injuries? Yes. I agree. I think he'll be I think he'll be he'll be just fine. I think he's he's tough enough. I think him and Jimmy G have a good enough relationship from what he's said in the past that I think they'll make it work. And listen, J- and JT, really quick, it's worked in the Bay Area before. Montana Young, they didn't have a great relationship. I think Jimmy G and Trey Lance, they get along enough for them to, to get the team goals. Montana and Young didn't really get along, but you know what? It worked. Montana won those Super Bowls, got older. Here comes Steve Young, got him another ring. Bye. All right. Well, sticking with the theme of the show so far, it seems like we're just talking about quarterbacks. I promise we'll talk about something else at some point, but we can't have a quarterback discussion without the Cleveland Browns. Probably the most talked about team the whole offseason because they acquired Deshaun Watson, who was just officially put on the list to be suspended for, I believe it's 11 games. Uh, He comes back week 13 against the Texans. How ironic. How ironic. Now, (laughs) Now, the big question around the NFL and the Browns are, can the Browns make the playoffs while Deshaun is out? So he's missing 11 games. Can they make the playoffs with him missing that much time? I just, I don't think so, JT. If it was six games, I would say yes, because I think they maybe go three and three, four and two there. But 11, no, because it's a tough AFC North division. It's going to be physical. And at some point, in the season, in 11 games, JT, and you know I'm a big Jacoby Brissett fan. You know that. I don't know why. You need to honestly, you need to stop admitting that because people are really but, starting to question the validity <laughs> of this show. You like the quarterback. But I told you, you. Hold on, tell me about, the quarterback that you have backed the past four years are are really, really making people look at us in a different <laughs> light because the two quarterbacks he has really gone to bat for, guys, are Jacoby Brissett who I believe last year you called the best backup in the NFL. Well, it's Jimmy and, G now. It's Jimmy and, G now. And Mason, all right. And Mason Rudolph. 
was well, supposed to Ma- make the Hall of Fame. Well, well, Mason, no, I never said that. But Mason Rudolph, he definitely did. Mason Rudolph, I thought had a chance to take over for Ben. I'll admit to that, and it really didn't pan out. Well, I'm not the only one. Kevin Colbert so, thinks so too, and he was the GM of the Steelers. So in well, my defense, so I'm not Mason really out Rudolph, there in left field. You you might be right because I don't I don't know how to feel about him. Like he sucks to the point where he can't start and be a backup, but he's good enough where they don't want to trade him because he's too much of a value. So I don't even know what the hell that means. So th- the thing is, they're go- meaning the Cleveland Browns are going to have to throw to win some games here. I mean, it's inevitable, right? You can maybe get away two, three games, but 11 games, JT, you're going to have to throw. And you start looking at that schedule after the first six games, well, after probably the first four, New England, the Chargers, Baltimore, um, even I think the Steelers are in there. Cincinnati is in there. And then at some point, you've got Tampa Bay. You've got, I think, Buffalo in there. You've got Baltimore again, the Steelers again. And this is the thing. Is there not going to be any rust with Deshaun Watson? He's only got six games to figure it out. And in some of those games, like I said, he's going to play some good defenses. Baltimore, hopefully Pittsburgh. And he's got the Saints. Washington's going to have a good defense. Like, I'm not convinced that he can just come in, go five and one, six and oh, and make up for those 11 games. And even if they're in a good situation through 11, where Brissett holds, you know, kind of writes the ship for them to get Deshaun there, again, is there not going to be any rust? He hasn't played with this team. So there's got to be some cohesion there outside of his own rust as far as, you know, playing. So I just I don't see it now that it's 11 games. It's double the suspension, essentially. I mean, I get your concerns. The schedule obviously gets more brutal as the, as the season goes on. But I'm going to say yes for two reasons. I'm actually going to go with the schedule argument. Three of the first four games are against teams that had losing records last year. So I automatically have confidence in the Browns to beat those teams. And the second thing is it's the scheme. The scheme has never been about the quarterback. It's always been about the running game. You go look at the Cleveland offense the past three years, bottom five in passing yards per game, always in the top 10 for rushing yards. Two of those seasons, they're in the top five. What that tells me is they could run the wing tee with Nick Chubb, and that team could win nine games. And at that point, Deshaun is not a necessity to make the playoffs because they've proven they can make it without him. He is just the thing they need to win a Super Bowl. And the question is, can they make the playoffs without him? Absolutely. It's the same team that they had last year. And if your boy Jacoby Brissett is as good as you've been saying he is for the past two years, he's the number two best backup quarterback in the NFL now. Yes, the Browns can get to nine wins, I think, without Deshaun. I think that's how they're built. They're built to not need a superstar quarterback. They just have one now that can put them over the hump come playoff time. First and foremost, don't ever take a jab if that was a jab at the wing T offense. All right. That's a oh, heck no. of an offense. Hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. I played in the wing T too. Wing T right. is the most okay. It, what, what what did Herman Boone say? Remember the Titans? It's like, like the last you drink enough of it, it'll start to make sense. Like, hey, look, it's effective because nobody wants to keep getting getting trap blocked. They don't want to keep getting cut blocked. So by the time that third quarter comes on, like, hey. Those five yard runs turn into twenty five yard. Okay, runs. So, I'm yeah, just I'm making not, sure. I'm making I'm sure. Saying, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just making could, sure. But now, could, you, go, could you imagine go, if, if you had Nick Chubb on your go, team at that you're coaching right now? now? Now go back, go back to what you were saying about the Cleveland offense, and I get it. But JT, 
they still are going to have to make plays to throw. And then when Deshaun comes back, you're not paying him $230 million guaranteed for him to just keep handing it off to, to Chubb and Hunt. Like, mm. at some point, those quarterbacks – and teams are going to realize that. They did that with the Steelers last year. They're going to say, all right, Brissett, 11 games here. Prove prove it to us. Prove big it to difference, us. Big difference in that situation. Obviously, that's a concern. Big difference between that situation is Cleveland's O-line is a different beast than the Steelers have. And, but this and- is this is my thing with that. Everyone brings it up. Oh, they've got Chubb. They've got Hunt. They've got this great offensive line. JT, offensive lines, I, I think we agree most important unit on the field right quarterback they always say is the most important position but yeah, the most they, keep, important, they keep the quarterback the, able right, to be the important. most important unit is the offensive line but let me tell you something i'm starting to see in the nfl that offensive line units are like great defenses or i should say great offensive line units are like great defenses there's a window there buddy there's a window there right we talked for so long about dallas having a great offensive line that's not looking as true anymore there's a there's a there's a Small window there, and I think Cleveland's starting to use it. How long is Chubb going to stay healthy? Hunt's already requesting trade. You don't think there's a little bit of tension there? Like, at some point, we can't keep going back to Cleveland and say, great defense, great offensive line. You could put anybody back there. Oh, but Nick Chubb's back there. He's great. Like, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Oh, you got Njoku. At some point, JT, you got to produce, and you've got to win titles. Because that offensive line is not going to last forever. Miles Garrett may be there, but I that great say, defense of Cleveland is not going to be there la- forever. I didn't say they were going to last forever. They're going to last <laughs> until Deshaun gets back this season. That's the question. We'll see. We'll and see. guess what? With the schedule and the way this team is built, I think they'll be fine. That's JT, just me. Why do you keep saying the schedule? Who cares about the last six? If you're not in the running, come the last six for Deshaun to figure out the rust when you when Jacoby Brissett's got to play Buffalo and Tampa. What's it matter? According to you, Jacoby Brissett should go undefeated. He's the second best backup quarterback in the league. That was last. That was two years ago. You asked me that question two years ago. Talk about. So where does Jacoby Brissett rank now in your top one hundred? I don't know. It's Jimmy G and everybody else. Okay, whatever. It's Jimmy G, Kenny Pickett, everybody else. Are you are you starting to starting to be a Pickett fan now? I thought you were Mitchburg all the way. I'm Mitchburg for this year, but it's it's going to be Pickett eventually. Bro, that's that's how he is. Whoever's in the center, that's that's whose jersey is buying. If if it's <laughs> if it's Mason Rudolph, he'll be team Mason. He'll have a number two jersey. That's why I can't take this guy seriously. All right. So we've talked enough about quarterbacks. Every season, I think this is like our favorite time here, JT, because we start making predictions, but Every season, a team comes out of nowhere to be the Cinderella team like the Cincinnati Bengals last year. So let's see if we can pick the next Cincinnati Bengals, all right? Because we both think we're so smart, which we never get these right. But who will be this year's Cincinnati Bengals if there is one? I'm going to say it again. I know you're going to laugh and you're going to disagree. and You're going to throw out, you know, any negative comment you can. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars for a few reasons. One, let's just get this out the way. Removing Urban Meyer as a coach is good enough for five to six additional wins on Vegas odds. I I know that bet is out there. Go look it up. Just getting rid of him alone just adds more ability to win. It adds better team morale. That counts for something automatic off the bat. But then you just look at two other things. One, Trevor Lawrence, from a former number, number one overall pick, 
is gonna he's gonna grow into that role this year. Now he has a good coach, Doug Peterson. Very rarely do you go from worst to now you get a Super Bowl coach coming in. That very rarely happens. So you got the quarterback, you got the Super Bowl coach, and it's the division. The division, the AFC South is a joke. <laughs> Just look at that division. First of all, everybody loves the Colts. They couldn't even beat the Jags to make the playoffs last year. The Titans, I've already said this, they're going to regress. Derrick Henry's getting older. Ryan Tannehill is doing Ryan Tannehill things, and A.J. Brown is gone. And we already know the Houston Texans are tanking. So that division is wide open. The Jags are the best rising team in that division, and they got all these young guns that I think are ready to take off and play against probably, maybe I would say it's the easiest division in the league. Like, it's one of the easiest. It's probably bottom to me. So Trevor Lawrence plus Doug Peterson plus Irvin Meyer not being there, I can see this being a team that when we look back in this playoff time, we're like, damn, we should have seen the Jags coming. And I think they have the situation to do it. I, I totally disagree with you, but in your AFC South analysis, but do you consider, can I put the Colts on this in this answer? You could. I'm gonna. I'm going Colts because, because I think it's if, so. If, if, I think it's so if, obvious. It's the Colts. if you're gonna put the Colts on this, then you gotta kind of buy my reasoning for the Jags because the no, reason why you're putting the, the Colts in there is the division. No, it's, it's division. not. Yes, it is. JT, JT, this team was one game away from a playoff spot last year, and they couldn't and, beat the team that I just said was gonna but, be the next team to do it, and that but, was with Urban Meyer. But, but. No, wasn't Urban Meyer gone already? I think he was gone already. So no, don't even no, start. He yes, was but a, he no, was still no, coaching. No, no, go look it up. So you've got Frank Reich, been to a Super Bowl with the Eagles. You now bring in a, a more veteran quarterback. Because obviously Wentz didn't work for whatever reason. Didn't work. But Matt Ryan's going to work. Jonathan Taylor's still young, even though he got all those carries. In that defense, JT, you want to talk about, oh, the Cleveland Browns and this and that, great defense, great running game. You can say the same about the Colts, but now they got Matt Ryan, who's going to throw it around. They've got young receivers. I keep seeing them taking in fantasy draft in the top three rounds. I'm like, what's going on here? Who are these receivers that are being taken with the Colts? So they must have a good offense. And the defense we know already, and they're a, kind of a young defense, I'm going Colts. I think this is the most obvious answer. They've improved that quarterback, and their team has stayed the same, and it's young. Now it has that experience not to lose a game like that to Jacksonville. So I think it's I think it's a no-brainer. It's my only – so this is, this is one thing. The one thing I will say is it's clear that you saying that my AFC South analysis was wrong – I feel like you're admitting that I'm right because we're both picking a team no, from that division. I, which means that's not which why. means which, which means which means that we don't believe in the Titans and the Texans, which is reasonably so because well, you, the did, Texans, you did you did call the Titans the luckiest and the worst number one seed in playoff history. Yeah, you said but, that to me. But this so is the, we both we both agree that the Titans are it, taking a step back. I the ex- thing with the thing that bothers me with the Colts is I can make a lot of cases why they worry me. One. I think their team last year is better than the one they had this year, and they couldn't make the playoffs. Two, we always talking about, you were just saying like, oh, you know, defense is an offensive law. You know, they have the small window, and then things change. It's doing that. 
Eberflus, defensive coordinator, which is probably their best unit the past three years, is gone. He's in Chicago. So is that defense still going to play the same? I don't know. Jonathan Taylor, I love him, but I got to see him do it again because remember they didn't turn the they didn't turn the offense over to him immediately. Like he had to be worked. Into he said that the role. same thing about Derrick Henry a few years ago. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, look, I could. I, they got to show me something because guess what? If you were, if they believed that you could carry them, they would but, just hand a rock. That's, to, to that's the, the whole point of this question. Cincinnati didn't show any of that. Burrow was coming back from an injury. They had Zach Taylor as a coach. I just, that's the my, whole my, point of this last, question. My last thing about the Colts, I, I, I actually don't dislike them as much as I dislike the Titans. I think they're trash. I think that's going to be a wash team this year. But they're going to be gonna, from like from first going, to worst. They're still going to compete. Yeah, the I mean, Titans are not going to be an easy out. I just don't see it. The one thing with the Colts that bothers me is I do think Matt Ryan is a better fit for them in the locker room personality-wise. I think that people just hated Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. But I think their main problem is I don't I think everybody thinks the Colts are just a quarterback away. And I think it's more than that. I think it's a personnel thing with them. I just don't think they have enough talented players to really compete with like those top AFC teams. Like it's a washed up quarterback, Jonathan Taylor. And we think Michael Pittman's a star. Who else on that offense can do anything? See, but JT, I guarantee you, if we went back a year ago, a lot of people would say, you know what? The same thing about the LA Rams. Oh, Stafford washed up. Uh, who's this Cooper Cup guy? Uh, Cam Akers is hurt. They got no running game. They got no tight end. Who's Stafford going to throw to? Oh, but, the, but here's the thing: old. the Rams. Like, sounds won. the same thing that you were no, talking about the Rams. The Just say nobody, nobody would ever say that about the Rams. One, because they have what? Sean McVay. What? He's already won a People Super Bowl. People are still saying already, it now. Yeah, he had already been to a Super Bowl. He runs a good offense. He did it with Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford was clearly an upgrade. Cooper Cup had already that shown. Sounds exactly good. like Frank Cooper Reich. Cooper Cup had already did it in shown Philly. he was good. Did it in Philly. Did it with Carson Wentz. They I mean, have way more talent than, than the Colts do. Honestly, if you look outside of Jonathan Taylor, who's a certified stud, and then Michael Pittman, who everybody's expecting to be good, like there's nobody JT, else. They have no tight end. Who, who last year? Who honestly last year before Cup blew up was a superstar on that offense outside of Stafford? Cam Akers got hurt, so don't tell me any running. They back. had Robert Woods before he got hurt. Uh, like that's not a superstar. That's a solid. That's that's a solid at number He's, two wide receivers you're going to get in the league is Robert Woods. Okay, Cup, number two. Thank okay, you. but Cooper, but Cooper Cup had already shown he could be a number one. He just had to but, stay healthy. So he had Pittman, put a good you can say the together. same thing about Pittman right now. How can we? We, we he hasn't shown us anything. Oh, but okay, cool. Go to the so, next question. So Let's we're, go. we're we're running we're out green, of time. Go to the next green, question. We're agreeing the next Cincinnati Bengals is coming from the AFC South. We'll just have to see who's right. I think mine is a little bit better than yours. Now speaking about. Bigger predictions, pressure time. <laughs> so going back to the quarterbacks, two in particular, which quarterback do you think is under more pressure this year? Lamar Jackson to win in the playoffs or Josh Allen to win a Super Bowl? Well, I think it's Lamar Jackson because he's starting to get that knock that he can't win in the playoffs where Josh Allen, whether you agree or not, people are going to say, like the Dan Marino effect, oh, he's got multiple years to do it, where Lamar Jackson has more accolades right now than Josh Allen, JT. I know you don't agree with this, but he's got more accolades. 
He's been in the league longer. What do you mean? I don't agree with that. Of course, it, I have to agree with that. I see it. He does no, have more accolades. No, 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 no. You're not going to agree that Lamar Jackson has more pressure. You think it? You think it should be Josh Allen? But hey, look, man, I'll, I'll let you get if, to that. If you let me know finish. my answer, just wait till let, it's my turn. I, I'll, I'll wait. Listen to my correct answer first. So Lamar Jackson been in the league longer, has more accolades, MVP over Josh Allen. But the thing is. The playoff wins are missing, right? So, and he's going in, JT, to his last year on his contract. And he doesn't have a new contract. And he's his own agent. And there's rumors that, oh, Baltimore made an offer. He says no, but then reports in the spring were that Lamar Jackson isn't at the table to deal yet for a new contract. So he's gambled on himself. And when you do that, the pressure is on you. Like you may, someone may think it should be on Josh Allen because they have Super Bowl expectations, but that's as a team. People are going to say that Josh Allen's going to have other chances. Right now, Lamar, we don't know where he could be next year. He could be with the Detroit Lions next year if things don't play out right and he doesn't sign a deal with Baltimore or Baltimore doesn't offer him a contract, as he says. So at the end of the day, the pressure's on him. No contract, no playoff wins, and former MVP that is now playing out his rookie contract. He's not in his third year or fourth year anymore. This is what is fifth. It's time to put up that you can step up and be that franchise QB. I'm not saying he can't do it. But if you're asking the question of the pressure, that is why I think it's Lamar Jackson. I think he can answer all of those questions, and I think he can handle the pressure and be a franchise QB. But that pressure is real whether you agree with me or not. You laugh because you know I don't you don't agree with you. I know I you don't, and you're wrong. Is, That's why I'm laughing. Such, I knocked this is that such shit. question this out is, of the this ballpark. Is, this is such shit. Good so night. First, first of all, people get Two, the two things that piss me off about people that talk about Lamar Jackson is, one, they get caught up on the playoff record. First of all. JT, jo- I, I'm, I'm not jo- doing that. Jo- I'm what not, I'm, I'm saying not, I'm not, is I'm that I'm is the perception. I'm just, I'm just saying perception, exactly. Josh Allen. And that comes with two, pressure. Josh Allen has two more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson, same amount of losses. Ooh, okay. He's such a, he's such a better quarterback. And the other thing is Lamar Jackson gets hurt. He missed. He finally missed time. <laughs> doing a passing play last year. So those are the two things I hate the most. Lamar, I think the reason why I don't think he's under more pressure is because I just think he's already under so much pressure. Like how much more could it be for all the reasons you said? And also for the reason of people just also don't think he should be playing quarterback. So that's like the ultimate pressure and disrespect If like, what can he do if people just don't think he should be playing the position? Well, so, pe- hold on. People who think that's, now and still, because we know people thought that during the, entering the draft, people who still think that now, what that the, their opinion doesn't matter because that, that, but that's, that's a but ridiculous, that is, but that is, but that is, I feel like that is a high percentage of the pulse of people that they don't think Lamar Jackson is good as they don't think he's a good quarterback. That, for whatever, for whatever I, I want to know what media people they are because go look at go on Twitter there everywhere. We, so we maybe should have their jobs. I just think Lamar <laughs> just automatically has pressure built into him just because of who he is. Whereas Josh Allen to me definitely has more pressure. One, he has no MVPs, 
no Super Bowl appearances, and no Super Bowl wins. And guess what? He already has the big contract. So the Bills are everybody's favorite. They're Vegas' favorite to win the Super Bowl. Tell me how you have no accolades, you have all the hype, you have all the money, and you're not under the most pressure. This might be the most pressure of all time, maybe the past 15 years that I've ever seen for a team no. to win a Super Bowl. No. And they haven't even been there yet. Everybody is saying the Bills are so great, and they can't even beat the Chiefs. I'm not even sure they can beat the Bengals. You want to talk about your team, the Colts, who are your dark horse to be the next Bengals? What did they do to the Bills last year? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor went in there and scored like five touchdowns. So all this all this, uh, this premature hype on the Bengals, and some of it is warranted. You mean, and I'm not the, saying you I mean on the Bills? On the Bills. All this, all this premature uh, pressure and hype on the Bills. I love Josh Allen. I think he's really talented. I think it's going to be too much. And I just don't think that they'll be able to live up to it because they haven't shown me that they can take that next step. Because we're not talking about making the playoffs. We're not talking about winning the division. We're expecting them to do that. We're talking about AFC championship games. Can you outduel Mahomes? Can you outduel Joe Burrow? Like, can you do that? And then you got to get to the Super Bowl. Can you dodge Aaron Donald? Can you beat Tom Brady? Can you beat Aaron Rodgers? And I'm not sure that the Bills can do that. So, Josh Allen, congratulations. You are on the clock. All the pressure is on you. You're everybody's darling. And if you don't get it done, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, see, that's why I disagree. It's a team pressure thing. And, again, I guarantee you, if they have have an average year 10 and 7, guess what? Next year, JT, hey, they're going to expect him to be right back where they are to be possible Super Bowl favored. Uh, favorite and I just I think that's more team pressure than it's Josh who the pressure so, is on it could be but Sean I, but, but, it could but be that, your, but it could be your we're, favorite we're, coach we're, it could be on what uh, start, Sean McDermott we're gonna start a completely different conversation I don't want to get off topic and that's also part of it's also part of the fucking problem is Whoa. the fact that watch the language you, you can you can edit that out I'm sorry but that that I did not want to go down this road is when the Ravens don't perform, oh, it's all Lamar Jackson's fault. But Josh Allen already got the contract extension without without proving anything, with no accolades, like you said. But when he doesn't perform, oh, it's a team game. JT, That's bullshit. I, tot- I totally agree with you, but you just proved my point. The perception in the media pressure is right there on Lamar Jackson. I agree with you. That is not right, but that is – to answer this question, that is the perception I think it's on, because I, I, it's made by the media, and that's the way we I as think, fans feel that pressure is on Lamar Jackson. But I feel like I feel like I don't look at it that way because I feel like Lamar's Lamar's had pressure on him the entire time he's been in the league. So it's like it's not like oh, like who has more pressure? Like Lamar had the same pressure that he had last year and the year before. I just think Josh Allen has more pressure on him because I think what's going to happen is people are really going to start to look okay. Has he won an MVP? Is he going really far in the playoffs? Can he make a Super Bowl? Like he he is being talked about as as a top three quarterback, and he has done none of those things. So the pressure I think is on him to to win a Super Bowl, not go, but to win. That's just me. All right, and you can you can well, edit me out. I'm sorry, I did not I did not no, want to. You go just got to add that, money. You got to add money to the uh, the the potty that mouth shit jar. is broken. 
and I'll throw I'll throw a dollar in oh, a new one when I buy go. a new one because you, I just cursed again. But you got, yep, yes, you did. We'll we'll, yes, we'll have did. to talk about that during the season as as we see them play. Lamar versus Josh Allen is one of the most interesting co- uh, conversations that you can have, and I think we should have it on a full episode. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I told you, I, I agree with you in terms of, of how that is unfair. But like I said, to answer the question, I think you, you, proved, my, you proved my point. I'm not saying it's Lamar. I'm saying that's the way it's seen that he's under more pressure. So, yeah, I mean, let's admit, let's admit they're both under pressure. For sure. For sure. All right. So this is truly one of our favorite segments of the year is the NFL preview predictions uh jt of player awards so i'll give you the award and you tell me who you think wins it all right simple enough simple enough you'll probably find a way to butcher it offensive rookie of the year crazy thing is i actually did this uh like three days ago and i had brian robinson in there so obviously i have to take him off um if you don't know brian robinson uh victim of carjacking was shot multiple times in the legs. Um, speedy recovery to him. I saw today he was already back at the facility and they yeah. kept him on the active 53-man roster. So speedy recovery to him. But and he has a chance. Yeah, he has a chance to play. So, But obviously I have to change that pick. And I'm just going to go with the next guy that I think is going to have enough playing time to do it. And it's Drake. Falcons. All right. All right. I, I'm going to go with another receiver. In that same division, um, I'm going to go Chris Olave. I, I think that with Jameis throwing the ball around and there's a lot of weapons there already, that he's going to be that that guy that can catch it in space, go vertical. They got Michael Thomas back, Kamara. Like, someone's got to get open, JT. And I think it's going to be <laughs> Olave deep, Olave medium, Olave on the screen, open field. Like, I, I, there, there's just something about it now. The more I look at that roster, I'm like, man, I know there's going to be only so many targets, but Chris Olave is going to be a tough guy to guard with all those other targets around. Man, look at you picking an Ohio State guy. I should, you I, should be ashamed. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right. Defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I got to go with Aiden Hutchinson uh, from the Lions. I just feel like this class is so underwhelming. I don't feel like there's any immediate impact star, and I think Whoa. Aiden just gets it by default. I I think it's going to be Sauce Gardner. I think okay. even though he plays for the Jets, which may hurt him, but I think he's going to do such a fabulous job that he's going to stand out, and he's going to be that like next great shutdown guy. And I think he's going to get noticed. And I think he wins Defensive Rookie of the Year. Shout out to our guy, Kendall Call- Calhoun. He called. He said that's the best player in the draft right yes, there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If, if, I, if I looked at the stats correctly, they're saying he didn't even get thrown at in the preseason. So he must be he must he, be uh, tight in his coverage. He, he's already got that respect, man. Offensive Player of the Year. AFC? No. In general, there's no AFC NFC offense player of the year. It's NFL Ooh, offensive player. This of the is year. tough. So um I there's two guys I really love, but I'm gonna give it to the position they normally give it to. I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert. He's another guy where the hype is out of control. I think he's gonna put up crazy stats. They're playing indoors. <laughs> that division is gonna be fireworks. I think he gets offensive player of the year. That's a good one. I'm gonna go with the other Justin, Justin Jefferson. That's who I had. That's who I had him. I had Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert. Right, so, so perfect. 
it works out. It works out. I, I think you keep saying it, it just stays in my mind. You know, Justin Jefferson says about Kevin O'Connell that, man, now I know why Cooper Cup got so open. Like, yo, <laughs> if Jefferson is, is jealous of that and he's recognizing that, yo, he's about to be in store for a big year. And he's got a quarterback that can throw it. He's got feeling on the other side that you've got to respect that too. You, you've got a running game you can go out of play action and all the window dressing because of Dalvin Cook. I'm telling you, Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. Out of all the things I say to you, it's weird the things you <laughs> choose to listen to. I know why you're listening to that because that's a fantasy football thing, but whatever. That's true. And I think I got Jeff, Justin Jefferson in what, two leagues already? Exactly. See. All right. So listen, I only listen to the good things and you save so few of them that it's easy to remember. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Defensive player of the year. Who you got? And this was tough. This was tough. I had two guys on it. I'm not going to pick the other guy because I think you got him. But I really believe in this guy to be defensive player of the year. I just think he he's a monster. Nick Bosa. <laughs> monster. Against the run, obviously, we know he can rush the passer. And I just think he's he's just such a beast. Like, I just see him pushing guys over. He's like Aaron Donald on the edge. Not like that great, but he just reminds me of that style of play. And I think he stays healthy for every game. And I think he just has a monster comeback. He's, what, two years removed from that ACL injury? I think he's going to he's gonna really hit a dominant stride again this year. But you said Nick Bosa, right? Nick Bosa, not Joey. I, <laughs> I've got Nick Bosa, too. And... I was like looking something up and it said he had 15 and a half sacks last year, JT. Quietly, quietly. And I remember that because Kyle (laughs) Shanahan came out and was like, how is he? I think he didn't even finish third in defensive player of the year. They were like, how did he not get more votes? And I was like, wait a minute. He had how many sacks? And they just completely didn't talk about it. It, it, That's exactly what I was going to say. How do you, he had the most quiet, he had the quietest, 15 and a half sacks in the history of the NFL. You want to know how quiet you want to know how quiet his 15 sack season was. All I heard last year was about how Robert Quinn had this like resurgence. <laughs> Robert Quinn, like Nick Bosa came off an of ACL and 15 sacks and nobody said shit. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and coming off that ACL, great defense still only going to get only going to get better. And I think, their team success is going to be even better than last year. So um, I'm going to go with, with uh, Nick Bosa as well. So uh, coach of the year. This is tough because I'm watching hard knocks and I'm just like any, anybody that's on hard knocks, I feel like can win all these awards just because it's, it's in your face. You think everybody's good. You're like, Oh, that guy that's not going to make the 53 man could like <laughs> make a pro bowl. <laughs> so <laughs> that I want to say that oh. is true, man. Yeah, like they're, they're like they'll show all these guys making all these plays, and then like they're the first person to get cut, and I'm like, what? <laughs> but um, I want to say Dan Campbell, but I'm, I mean, I gotta be realistic. Um, this was the toughest thing, but I'm gonna go with um, wild card here, Nick Sirianni, Eagles, and I think it's just because they're one of those teams. They could be in that Bengals range too of a team that. Eh, and then all of a sudden they're just in your face and winning a bunch of games and maybe a division title too. So I think they're primed for a big year and, you know, got to give the coach credit for that. So I think Sirianni is my pick. Well, I've alluded to it earlier. It's Frank Reich. Colts are going to have a, an outstanding year, 
having not made the playoffs, make the playoffs, have a great record, be rolling. Matt Ryan's going to look young again. And Frank Reich's going to get it. All right, MVP. Josh Allen, let's move on. Wow, that was quick. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. You love first, JT. First the real JT. Since, the real JT. The first one since who? Adrian Peterson. I think because of the team success, and he's going to build on last year, that I think they're – I thought he could have won it last year had they not fallen apart at the end. You so, did. You did. Very, very great segment by by you, by the way. Um that Jonathan Taylor video, he made some excellent points. So I'll just I'll just run that same that same video this year if he wins the MVP. How about that? Sounds good. Hey, real quick, let me throw this in there. Ad lib it a little bit. Comeback the player thing. of the year. Ooh, comeback player of the year. Um, there's, there's some good candidates. There are some good candidates. Uh, comeback player of the year. Um, I think it comes down to three guys. I think obviously Baker's in there. Um. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking. Yeah, I, I well, it's, it's usually the quarterback. The quarterback who can come back and not be as sorry as they were the year before usually has a good chance wow, to that's win not it. What I was thinking at all, but so do you have? Do you have one? I mean, we don't want to waste. I don't. Uh, do you go so, go with yours first? And let me think. So I think it, it comes down to these three guys: Christian McCaffrey, yeah, Lamar Jackson because of the injury, and Michael Thomas. And I'm going to go Michael Thomas. Yeah, I can go with MT. McCaffrey would probably be my pick. Yeah. I feel like putting Lamar Jackson in the comeback well, player category is it, that's part. You're right. He is under the most pressure. That's that's disrespectful too. Like that's not disrespectful because he truly was injured, right? Like he missed for half four a year. Games for was four it only games. four? It was only four. Mm. <laughs> go look I, it up. I've, I've seen people put him down for comeback player of the year. I mean, are you sure it's only hell. four games? So, Four so, games. So JT? Christian McCaffrey, you feel like he missed half hasn't a played year. in two years. Michael Thomas. That's hasn't not true. Played. McCaffrey played last. Michael Thomas year. hasn't played since. Uh, McCaffrey Bush in office. McCaffrey. Like, like, McCaffrey. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see what he did last year. How many games did he play? He played like four. He did not. Yeah, he played four. He played. How many games did he finish though? Because there's some games where All he right, just so played and he. It says he it. started 12 games, so he missed four or five. All right, I, I take that back then. So it comes down to Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. Yeah, I agree. Lamar Jackson shouldn't be on there. Um, I can go with CMC. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna a, go a Michael. Tom, I'm gonna go Michael Thomas because I think he still gets his receptions, and because he missed the whole year, I think they'll give it to him. All right. I mean, we probably go, we should go to Vegas and bet. I'm gonna throw one at you too. Sleeper team. See, bro, we talked about this in a production meeting. You can't say, hey, who's your next Cincinnati Bengals team? And then also a sleeper that's, that's team. Different. It's the same that's a, thing. That's a that's a team. That's a team. That's a team. Right. We're my sleeper team. Sleeper my sleeper team. team, the Washington Commanders. Panthers. All right. We got that out of the way. Got it out of the way. All right. So this is truly why this segment coming up is truly why fans and listeners out there listen and subscribe to the podcast all right it's to get you ready for the season and to know before even the season begins who's gonna make the playoffs and who's gonna win the super bowl all right there we go so jt three teams the way i took it was in general in the nfl here three teams in and three teams out all right so my three in are i also took it as a combination of teams that i that we think should make it in teams that are like on the bubble that people might have doubts about. 
So I went uh three in our Chargers, Ravens, and Packers. What the Packers were in the playoffs last year. I said it's a combination. You, you don't listen. What does that even mean? It means you're not listening. It, it does mean I'm not listening because I don't even understand what that means. Chargers, Ravens, and Packers. Who do you have? I, I don't understand. I thought you meant three teams are out from last year, but you got to replace them with three. Jeez, you don't even know your own segment. Listen, the three teams out are going to be Cincinnati will be out, Arizona will be out, New England will be out. The three teams that replace those guys, most likely the Colts, the Broncos, Washington. Mm, I did not do it that way, but um, I'll tell you what. My three teams out were Cowboys, Bengals, and Raiders. Okay. All right. I don't know how the Packers get in if they were already in. No, three teams in where it was a combination of – I took it as a combination of teams that that we expect to be in. Like like my three surefire bets uh, like these teams are in. Okay. So I so I did one risky pick and two teams that I think were for sure win. Well, I just looked at last year and I think Cincinnati, Arizona, and UAE hey, do not make it's it. good that you did that because you just gave them additional information they can use in Vegas. So thank you for going above and beyond and being that great I, student that you are. Just so you know, fans and listeners out there, I would not take our picks to Vegas. We have not been very good at this. All right. So what do you want to say? That we are? We are not. We are. You, you should. We you are should not. go to Vegas. That's Definitely why we bring if, experts. If That's go, why we bring experts on the show what, to help us the, with what this. What are the stuff. odds that the that we both said the Bengals are out, which is yeah. interesting. The odds that if you went to bet on the Bengals not making the playoffs and that hit, you'd be rich. So you should listen to uh, us because we can change your I, life overnight. I don't know if you'd be rich. You'd have to put a lot down. And so if you listen to I'm us, I'm not and saying we're wrong, what's, what's the mattress guy. I'm not saying put mattress money down. What's his name? The guy in Houston that made mattress Mac or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not saying put that money down, but you know, maybe maybe a couple thousand on the Bengals. Couple thousand. Couple. Wow. Thousand. You're gonna end up broke if you listen to us. All right. Last question. Who's the Super Bowl matchup and who wins? Uh, I think it's going to be a rematch of a Super Bowl that we've seen recently. Uh, Chiefs, 49ers, and I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm surprised you go with the Chiefs because you've been talking about, oh, Mahomes is only good because of Tyreek and that scheme and and Travis Kelsey and he's getting old and Tyreek well, is gone. Well, and... You're not the only one that listens sometimes. What do you always say? Do they still got Andy <laughs> Reid? Do they still got Mahomes? The answer to the question is yes. <laughs> NB enemy, NB enemy, and Kelsey. There we go. That's right. Well, listen, I'm gonna go off the. I'm gonna go on a limb here a little bit. Hey, I've been with the Colts. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Colts versus Green Bay versus Green versus Green Bay, and I think the Packers win. Wow. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas and put money on Jonathan Taylor as the MVP and the Colts making the Super Bowl because nobody will be making those bets. Jesus. Hey, look, I, look I say you do some 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 crazy stuff, but this is probably the craziest prediction. This is up there with the Mason Rudolph one. If the Colts hit, uh, you go to it for sure. Colts versus Green Bay. Packers win. I think just everyone's counting Rodgers out. This one is going to be great. Funny thing about that, that is – that is the most AFC North <laughs> Super Bowl matchup possible. It's just going to be traps and dives and <laughs> How are you going to say that when you got Aaron Rodgers in there? You know he's going to throw it. 
Yeah, Matt to, Ryan. To back. Matt Ryan was throwing the ball up twenty-eight to three against New England in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that Come was Shanahan's now. office. This, that's Shanahan. <laughs> this is he's going to be throwing it to Jonathan Taylor and, and, and handed it off to. Who do you have winning? Chiefs Niners. Who do you have winning? I have Chiefs winning. Whoa! Again, yeah. interesting. Okay. All right. Well, JT, great episode. Another NFL preview show in the books. Man, we're getting up there. In years of the podcast, when you've done multiple, start, uh, you know, wheelchair, wheelchairing you into these preview shows. Wow, wow, your hair looks so gray. Like we started this, it was, it was, you know, one color. Now it's got gray in there. Now you know what I'm saying. So yeah, clearly that's not it's gray. Old. That's the reflection oh, of the bad. light. My bad, my bad, my bad. That's the reflection of the studio light in DC. My bad. Got to pump the lights a little, little brighter. So that, that's all that is. Plus, I've been out in the sun. Some of the hair is turning blonde. That's all it is. What are you, a backstreet boy? So, JT, great episode as always, man. And to the fans and listeners out there, thank you as always for listening to us. And remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Don All Sports Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find and listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And Remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review in JT. If you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to please follow us on social media, our handle, JT and the Don. You can find us and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. So, JT, great episode, man. Enjoy the college football weekend kind of the opening weekend, week one, I should say. Go Canes, go you, Mario Cristobal. So JT, until the next episode, see ya. Peace.